In these uncertain times, two beards start an epic journey to grow their own food. With great beards comes great responsibility. And these two have taken it on to help people across the globe with their farming and gardening problems. This is Two Beards on the Grow. And now, your host. Alright, um, you are on our live interactive farmcast. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> this is our podcast. It's uh, Two Beards on the Grow. I'm Rooster. I own Punk Crop Farms with my wife, Alyssa. Uh, you're on our page now, temporarily. And this is our good buddy. Glad to be here. Um, I'm James Clark with Clark's Greens. Uh, my wife and I do this uh, little um, farm on, at our house, and it's uh, pretty awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you follow this page, you follow the vlogs, we had him. Actually, it's our very last vlog because we haven't oh, yeah, done one right, yet. Right, right. Uh, we haven't done another one because we've been crazy busy and... All that dental stuff going on with the kiddo, so um, that's a whole other story. But uh, we've been doing all of our farm stuff, and uh, James was actually on our podcast, our other podcast, uh, which is PKKP, and we bring people on and help them get their business names out there, and we bring all sorts of locals on, so that's our little thing over there. It's pretty awesome. Um, this podcast, me and James have really good chemistry. We've actually had great conversations uh i think we have the uh, like-minded practices growing everything like that and so we felt maybe we should try to throw this out here and try to help people with any issues that they have yeah yeah i mean you know the, throw out some questions i mean you know we've uh we've kind of gotten our uh our process started and we wanted to be able to get out some good information to you all and uh help you uh, figure out how you can set up grow operations or how you can start growing your own food and kind of get off the, uh, the system a little bit. So um, obviously farmcast, so anything goes. I mean, we don't know everything, but we know a lot and we'll do our best to answer your questions. Um, but we want to just spread the knowledge. So, I mean, if you have a question about growing food, um, setting something up, if you have any challenges, um, fire away, man, and we'll, uh, we'll help you with that. If you have a garden farm question yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. in that realm please feel free to ask and um i actually put some fillers out and had some people that sent me some questions and we'll answer one of those at the end uh towards yeah. the end of the thing um if anybody doesn't have any other questions we are gonna pick a topic and try to go on that and this week our very first week we're gonna talk about since we're getting started on the farmcast yeah. we're gonna talk about actually getting started uh growing so uh, whether you're living in an apartment, living in a house, you have minimal space, uh, we're going to kind of throw some ideas out and try to help you all get started if you aren't growing already. So yeah. uh, you can uh, take, take the take the rain on that one on the sure. first and we'll, uh, we'll continue from there. So, you know, when, when, when in the beginning, you know, you gotta, you got to figure out where and how you can grow. So depending on your living situation... Um, you know, if you live in a house and you have grass and, and it gets at least six to eight hours of sun, you can typically grow most things. Um, so really at the beginning, figure out where you want to grow. And the first thing to do is see where see where you're getting sun, you know, and if you're getting six to eight hours of sun in this area, 
once you have that area figured out, if you're at a house, then you can start to work on, on the ground and the soil. So the first thing is you've got to kill the grass. You know, the grass has got to go or you'll never be rid of it. Um, and it's not about digging it up. It's not about um, having to tear out everything in the ground. You just have to do certain things to prepare the ground. So the best way to do it is if you're trying to prepare an area in summer is to tarp it with uh, silage cloth or uh, row cover, something that's black, that's really heavy duty plastic that won't break down. Um, they're really inexpensive. You can get them from anywhere. Uh, I know you can get them on Amazon, Lowe's, Home Depot sells them by three foot or four foot rows, or you can just get a giant uh, black tarp. That's what we did. We did yeah. black plastic. Um, I think we bought like, it's like 10 foot by yeah. 100 or something. It was yeah. like you could get 40, all, 40 bucks. All kinds of different things that won't break down, but you got to cook the grass basically. And so you do it in summer, ideally, because it's going to be hot. It's going to bake everything underneath. And you want to leave it for, for at least four to eight weeks minimum if it's really hot outside. And that'll typically kill all your grass. Now, when you take that tarp off, um, I recommend you do like a little flame weeding with a little torch. Um, if not, you can always just rake the dead grass out. By then, it'll, it'll come right out. Um, you'll also see any uh, seeds or anything that might have been sprouting in there as well. But once you rake all that out, then you cover it again and you cook it again. And so you're probably looking at about a 12 week minimum if you're doing it in the middle of summer to really uh, set the area up and get rid of the grass and weeds. The longer you can do it, the better because it'll just help. After that second tarping, when you pull all the, when you pull it up, you'll see any weed sprouts, any grass sprouts, and you can either torch those or pull those out directly. And then you can really get down to the heart of it. Um, once that's done, wet cardboard is your friend. I'm pretty sure we all order <laughs> things from Amazon in most cases, or we have boxes. You should save your boxes. You should save cardboard somewhere in your garage or outside. Let it get rained on. It does. It's it's awesome. But save your cardboard and use wet cardboard. And what you do is you lay down a, a layer of wet cardboard over your bare soil at this point, and then it's time to add compost. Um, ideally, you'd want to go. I mean, minimum two to three inches, but depending on how healthy your soil is, if you have a really heavy clay soil or um, we're on limestone, in a lot of cases here, if it's really rocky, you might want to go five to six is ideal. Um, but that just depends on, on what you're trying to grow and how much you have at the beginning. Um, the soil is the most important thing out of anything that you're doing. Your soil health is the most important. So um, if you're doing it in rows, lay on your wet cardboard and then basically um, put your compost on top of that. And you can, if you have good compost, you can typically start planting right away. Um, wet cardboard, compost, and then you're set. If you're doing multiple rows, typically we use mulch or hay um, to do the walkways, um, and that'll help you keep your compost in rows, or you can you can build raised beds. The same system applies for making raised beds if you're not doing rows. So if you're doing like a, a six by three raised bed, same thing applies. Uh, kill the grass, wet cardboard, compost, and then you're good to go. Um, and that's how you set up for like an outside grow operation in a, in a basic homestead. Um, it, it can be magnified out or it could be super small. Um, but it's a, you can just do a two by two square or you could do 200 square feet or 2000 square feet and they do the exact same thing. Right. So that's, what's great about this method is when you start out, you don't have to tear up your whole backyard and make this whole giant project. I would recommend you start in one area, grow something first. And then get good at it and then expand because right. the more work you make at the beginning, the more challenging it's, it tends to be and time consuming. And if you're not really um, good at it um, yet, 
which we're all, I think, still trying to get good at. So no one's really a pro. <laughs> even 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 the pros are not pros. Everyone's always testing stuff. So, um, but you don't want to be deterred. You know, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. You don't want to take on too big of a project and it becomes burdensome because then it's not fun. Yep. Um, it's life changing. You know, growing a tomato is like one of the most rewarding things you could do, and um, it it really is life changing. So going back to the the setup is start there raised bed or in rows or whatever little plot you're going from kill the grass and the weeds wet cardboard and then compost and you're good to go um always get compost from a trusted source um if you get compost that is ready it's hot compost and it could just kill all your plants and it's yeah. not ready so you got to get good compost um but that's where it comes into like soil health and um it's the most important thing you're gonna buy you can always make your compost and, and add your own compost which is great i mean save leaves and all that stuff that's we can do that another time but um that would be your setup for a house. Um, if you have a shaded area, so if you're dealing with a lot of trees and you have um, maybe less sunlight but still sunlight, you can still grow things, but they have to be shade tolerant. So you can grow spices and herbs. You can grow lettuce, which does really well in shade, especially in our climate because it 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 uh, it gets really hot here. So um, you can still do the same thing. Again, it's tarp, kill the grass, uh, wet cardboard, compost, and then build your raised beds or do your rows. Um, if you're doing like an apartment, if you have a loft or if you have a balcony or a, a walkway, a stairwell, and it gets sunlight, you can grow in containers. Um, there's all kinds of different containers that you can get for free. Um, you can save recycled containers from your house. You can buy some cheap stuff. Um, most places, Home Depot or Lowe's in some cases, will be giving stuff out or throwing stuff out. Um, a lot of growers always have free stuff that they're willing to offload because they're moving up or moving out. So you don't have to necessarily buy stuff to start growing. You can get stuff for free. Um, when we first started growing, we were growing in milk crates, um, <laughs> old produce crates, um, recyclable trash bags. I mean, potato bags. We used anything and everything we had to just grow without spending money. Um, and you can still make it look beautiful. So if, you're, if you've got like a balcony, you can grow potted plants. You can grow potted tomatoes, peppers. You can grow corn in containers, believe it or not. You I grow, did it. You can we did it our two seasons. We did nothing but container yeah. corn. So. Spices and herbs do really well also. Um, sorry, I was trying to see if, if we had any questions. Um, so you can do uh, all kinds of stuff in pots. But if you're living in more of that um, apartment-style living or condo and you don't have a lot of uh, space or grass, you can always do container grows. And it works very well. The biggest thing with containers is drainage. So you got to make sure you have enough holes in the bottom because you don't want your pot, your your vegetables or plants to be sitting in wet soil. Um, from there, get a nice potting mix. Um, not a garden mix. There's a difference. There's there's different types of soil. You know, you have a whole variety. But when it comes to bag stuff, you typically get a, a seed start mix, a potting mix, and a garden soil mix. And you want to get a potting mix because it's going to hold moisture better. It's more of that peat or coconut core. It's uh, when you squeeze it, it's more spongy. It's going to have a more bounce back, and it's going to hold moisture, so that way you don't overwater. So um, that's what I would do in containers. But containers, again, you can do longer containers, um, pots, etc. You can put them on steps. You could, if you have a, a staircase leading up to your apartment, and it's and you're the only apartment on the second floor, every single step could have a potted plant that you're growing food in. Yeah. Um. And it and it's and it just depends on what you want to do. So. They even um, make they even make uh, containers that yeah. fit on handrails yeah. that have hooks. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can expand. I mean, you could grow a pretty reasonably sized garden in a ten an eight by ten area if you really yeah. wanted to. So. Yeah, I've got some. We drive by some apartments sometimes, and you can really tell who's who's getting after it because their whole <laughs> their whole balcony and it's like a it's like a four by ten balcony is is just covered with with plants, and you'll see tomatoes hanging off 
uh, whatever whatever you want to do. I mean, it doesn't have to be in, uh, intricate or crazy. Um, you can just do spices and herbs to cook with. You know, you can do something really simple. You can do strawberries. They like uh, containers. They do very well. Um, so that's how you do it in like, like an apartment style. If you don't have anything to grow in, like you, let's say your, um, your situation is only indoor. There's absolutely a ton of ways to do indoor as well. Um, you can get a four foot shop light from Home Depot and have one rack and put plant fish bulbs and you can grow in containers inside. You can grow by a sunny window. So if you have a window that gets a lot of sun, you can grow herbs and all kinds of different things inside as well. So depending on your living situation, there's always a way that you can kind of start something and save yourself money in the process by doing it. Because, you know, if you like to cook a lot and you're always buying spices and herbs, you start yourself a little herb garden. These things stay alive forever, yeah. especially indoors. And uh, they're super prolific. I mean, they'll just give and give and give and give. And so if you like cooking with spices and fresh herbs, you can literally grow your own and never spend money on them again. Yeah. And it's it's awesome. And then collect your own seeds. You know, that's another yeah. topic for me. oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah and a whole nother that's a so, whole that's a whole nother area <laughs> but but the biggest thing with you know with setting up a growth pardon me at the beginning is just figure out what you, figure out first of all what you want to grow like what do you really want to try you know do you love tomatoes do you love lettuce do you love hot peppers um do you guys eat a lot of corn uh green beans you know figure out something but start with something that's easy you know um tomatoes are easy green beans snap beans peas Lettuce actually surprising is easy, but I would buy pelleted seed versus um, regular. That's just my preference because they're really tiny seeds. Um, any but, any kind of pepper, yeah. <laughs> any Pe- kind of pepper you can grow right here. Yeah, so. peppers are great for our area. Uh, pepper germination is is sometimes a little challenging because they have to be warm to hot, um, seventy five to eighty degrees. You got to keep like a really warm area. So, um, but they're they're great. They're easy, um, and also you don't have to start from seed. You know, you can you can buy starts from a local farmer. Um, you can buy starts from Home Depot and Lowe's, HEB. Most most shops will sell starts. There's always people on the side of the roads that are selling starts. Um, you can come by my house and, and uh, take of, take a plant, take a places, yeah. take a plant and leave a plant. We have a oh, stand yeah. outside of our house yeah. that you can come get a free plant. Anytime and I have you some like. for you, man. Actually, <laughs> thanks for the reminder. I have a bunch of plants for you for that. Um, you can hit us up. Um, that's a great thing to take a plant, leave a plant for beginners. Um, we provide starts year round in uh, six packs, four inch rounds. So. You can always find a, a plant and you don't have to start from seed. Um, starting from seed, I would definitely wait unless you're really uh, good at it. Um, I would just start buying starts and plugs first, uh, but it'll help out. But once you figure out your area, um, then you can uh, you can get after it, you know. So uh, if, you, if you do want to start from seed, yeah. uh, you can follow our page. We have, we have so many videos on seeding, transplanting, pruning. Uh, anything you can think of, we make all sorts of series on our Instagram of nothing but getting started with that. Yeah. And I think it's a motivation thing too. I think you have to be extremely motivated if you're planning on um, starting to garden. Yeah. I mean, it, like like James says, if you're going to start an area, start a small area. I mean, it's really easy for you to lose momentum when you're just like trying to kill grass, trying to kill yeah. grass, weeks and weeks and weeks, trying to kill grass. Oh, I'm done with that. Let me kill some more. I mean, pick an area get done do what you need to uh luckily for me and us at punk rock farms it was really easy we have chickens i made a hoop a 65 dollar hoop house threw the chickens in there they completely demolished the grass in uh what a week you gotta check out his videos it's super impressive i mean i was so impressed by that yeah they just do it for you they do everything i came in and did a light tail and 
they had a little bit of grass that was still in. I pulled it out, put them back on it. I mean, they and they even tilled all the dirt and everything for me. I had to put minimal minimal work into it. So yeah, if you have chickens, I mean, that's that, that's definitely a great use for them as well as um, getting them mobile. Um, and then we practice no till here. So if you're doing outside uh, grow operations, um, there's all kinds of different farming. You know, I, I think the biggest thing with the focus point is is trying to get away from big agro and and, and trying to change the way people look at food and and look at growing your own food at, at your own home or your own, your own dwelling because, you know, there's a big reliance on these things in, in all over the world. And, the, you know, the more that people get off the grid, if you will, and grow individually and provide for yourself, um, the more beneficial it is for everybody. You know, I'd, I'd love to be in a spot where we can all trade and barter or provide. <laughs> oh. It's my phone and it's up there too. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, time out. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> okay. That's all right. It happens. Uh, that's funny. That's all right. You're going to hear my dogs in the background. Um, you know, I'll get an example of that is, you know, I, my, when I used to grow my old place before we sold our house and moved, um, you know, we would trade with my neighbor. You know, my neighbor was growing in her backyard and um, I had a friend that would provide eggs. We would provide starts. She would grow her own food from our starts and, you know, being able to really provide for each other and help each other out is really cool, and it's 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 a revolutionary change, man. It's it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, um, definitely encourage you to get out there and, and and start growing something. You know, one potted basil plant, um, and it's it's really impressive, man. So, uh, but the no-till process that we do as well is, you know, we just lasagna bed style build our beds with like wet cardboard and constantly adding compost or mulch or something to the beds. Um, when we flip a bed, we just cut out whatever was in there prior we don't pull it out we just cut it at the base and leave all the root systems because all the beneficials that are in your soil um enjoy eating that and living off that earthworms so instead of pulling a plant out when it's done and you're trying to plant something else just cut it at the base top dress your soil and plant again um because everything in the soil loves that stuff and it'll it'll keep your your soil more um compact and together so it doesn't wash out uh we get spring showers you know, we get a lot of rain here in like March and April as oh, the yeah. weather shifts. And so we did have washout last year on our last row because we didn't put mulch behind it. And so um, to avoid that, after you've grown something, leave the root system in there and just cut it out because that'll help keep your soil together if we get a rainstorm because all those roots are holding everything yep. together. So I think that's why our front yard was so, uh, so healthy. Because yeah. we spent the last seven years growing this grass. We When we moved in the house, it was almost completely dirt. It had these giant three, four-inch cracks all the way across the yard that, you know, there was no grass. There was nothing keeping the soil together, so it was just falling apart. And the neighbor to one of the sides had pretty lush grass, and we just watered from that and just worked that grass all the way. And then, you know, seven years later, now I'm letting chickens completely kill it again. <laughs> but the ground had just, like, uh, grown back together it had gotten so healthy from all that grass you know pulling it back yeah. and putting some nutrition back into it and stuff like that so yeah yeah no, i mean it's it's and that's really cool man i mean you know that kind of gets us into like your soil health which is kind of another topic um you know we one of the questions we got was about you know mold or microbes in uh, in your soil it's it's not uncommon when you like turn compost or if you if you move some of your soil to plant something you're gonna see organisms or or different types of mold and um spores in the soil that's that's just nature that's that's that your soil doing what your soil does and making a, a making life 
that's going to help feed your plants. And in most cases, it's beneficial. I mean, there are some types of molds and fungus that are not good for your plants. Obviously, you know, like if you grow tomatoes, um, early blight is something that can impact those if you have leaves touching the ground. Um, so that's why you prune up, which is another topic. But uh, if there's typically mold or something in the soil, most of it's most of it's good. Most of it, most of the time, nature takes care of itself, and there's a balance in that. Um, if you have something specific that's in there, you can always uh, typically take a photo of it, follow certain Facebook groups or pages, um, and people will help you identify it. Um, if you see a mushroom pop up in compost that you just laid down, that's totally fine. That's just nature doing nature. We get it. We, um, like you said, when we get that rainy season between that yeah. March and we have mushrooms that grow yeah. all over. I, I had some guy, he was like, I have mushrooms in my, in my bed. Is this bad? I'm like, no, that's no, awesome. That's awesome. That's Shows awesome. Your soil is really good. We laid, uh, <laughs> a year ago, we laid fresh wood chips down in all of our rows and we got rain. And literally the next morning it was awesome. It's so, it looked so cool. There was thousands of mushrooms that have popped up wow. and you just we just walked over them and they decomposed down and it's just nature doing nature but yeah. um if you have something specifically that might be impacting your plants um you can always reach out to us or there's a lot there's a number of facebook groups that'll help you identify that as well um i don't normally send people to facebook but there are a number of like beneficial uh pages with bug identification uh, pest identification uh, mold and plants so there's a lot of really cool people out there that'll help you um with that as well I will say with compost though, if you get compost and it's it's hot compost, which means it's not quite ready, um, like it's got a, it's heavy in manure and it hasn't broken down yet, um, you could burn your plants and you could plant a perfectly healthy plant in compost and then you come back and it's like wilted and dead. Yeah. So always get your compost from a trusted source. Um, there's a lot of places around town in San Antonio and Bear County. Um, I definitely recommend Sand and Stone. Uh, they, they, I mean, they're great. There's a lot of other smaller companies that do great stuff as well. But know where your compost is coming from or know where your, where your dirt and soil is coming from. Sand and Stone? I think it's Sand Soil and Stone. Sorry. And, my they're, bad and, they're not, soil. And, they're, and they're not Soil and Stone anymore. Okay. They just closed, They just changed their name. Whatever but. they are on, on whatever <laughs> they are on Google Maps. Sorry. I apologize, guys. Soil and Stone. My fault. But that's where I got my last delivery from, and their compost has been awesome. Yeah. Um, you can buy the bag stuff from one of your local providers as well. Usually that's good. Um, buy the stuff in the white bag. That's from the little yeah. company. They're usually the ones who <laughs> are going to put a little bit more uh, love into their stuff. So I, you can. I mean, obviously, depending on where you're, what you're, what you're growing, when you're buying. I mean, they're typically the the bag stuff from Home Depot or Lowe's or any garden provider is is solid. Uh, we try to stick with the organic when we buy bags. Vigro, Kellogg's. Um, there's a couple of other players. Um, you can grow in miracle Grow mix. It's fantastic. It'll do exactly what you want it to do. It just depends on how you're trying to grow. We try to keep everything organic and clean here. So we actually make a lot of our starring and potting mix, um, which I recommend. And we can help you with the recipe of it because it actually is cheaper. I think yeah. when you're starting your own plants and potting up um, and you know what, you know what you're getting and you can control that. So if you're growing if you get to a point where you're growing a certain type of something that needs certain nutrients, you can modify your components of your starting mix or your potting mix. So, um, and then with soil health, you know, soil health, just keep it, keeping your soil healthy. Um, once you start growing something and let's say you grow tomatoes in one area, the next season you should grow something else. You should, you should do rotational growing. If you grow tomatoes in a pot next season, grow a, grow a tomato in a different pot and grow something else in there. Leave the same soil, leave the roots, just top dress it. But that'll help you keep keep your soil healthy. Some things pull a lot of nitrogen out, some things add nitrogen back in. Um, 
you can also use um, shout out to Mike with uh, uh, Dallas Half Acre Farms, man. Alfalfa pellets. Um, I've been using alfalfa meal, which the cost of that is you know, it's up there. I mean, it's I think it's like fifty bucks for a twenty five yeah, pound bag. Whereas you can get the pellets, and they're a lot less. And then you just top dress with those, water them in, and uh, man, I mean, they're, they're, that's a great way to put that mineral back into your soil. Um, and it just it's a slow feeder, it's a slow release. So great thing about alfalfa meal is that it doesn't just get in your soil and then it gets washed out. You know, some of the nutrients that you might put in, um, if the plant doesn't absorb them, you get rain, they're gone. So taking care of your soil and keeping everything healthy um, is, a, is, a, is, a, is really important. Yeah, you want know? to you want to uh, look at like um, pear growing too. You want to look at stuff that you can grow together in your bed. Like uh, we do like um, a, yeah. a pole bean with our corn every year. Uh, the pole beans suck nitrogen back and they put it into the soil and corn just sucks it up because they need so yeah. much nitrogen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to look at stuff like that that you can plant together. Um, you have like pest control, like you want to plant uh, marigolds, you know, everywhere. It helps keep pests away. Uh, rosemary and other spices keeps mosquitoes away. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can do, you know, in that realm that you can do to, to when you get started to to help plants that, you know, need extra help. So Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, Fresh Friendly Farm says uh, they use rabbit droppings as fertilizer. Absolutely. Oh, we um, do the same. We do the same thing. Chicken droppings, rabbit droppings. Um, I mean, you can toss in if you have. Um, a bigger plot. I mean, you can toss in your horse and cow stuff, but you just got to compost it down and break yeah. it down. Yeah, you know, rabbits um, you can use right. Yeah, uh, right fresh. It's it's cold and yeah. um, yeah. alpaca. We have we have yeah. a, we have access to alpaca and rabbit awesome, at dude. the farm. So that stuff we take right and we put it right with our compost that we have, and it helps you know break down a little bit more. So yeah, and then uh, you know, so that's that's how you kind of keep that's how you get started. Really, it's just figuring out what you want to grow, figure out what your living situation is, and and kind of where you can grow. And then just give it a shot. You know, um, no one is a pro at the beginning. And even the pros, like I said earlier, are not pros. They're just, they're just got, they've gotten good at it. They've gotten so much repetition that they're better. Yeah. So we're constantly learning and constantly trying to improve and constantly trying to get better. So don't feel discouraged if you try to grow something and it dies. It's okay. Like I've killed thousands of plants. I'm on, I'm on year seven and yeah. I've had yet to get corn in seven <laughs> seasons. I get them that. all the way up to the silk out, and then they always something happens. So I get up with that. Yeah. I got you. There's, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's like I just was in the grow room earlier, and I, I transplanted cucumbers the other night, and uh, I walked over and I was like, uh, oh damn, what happened to this guy? And one of them was just like fell over, and I was like, well, into the compost bin. Yep. You know, it's it's gonna happen. You know, so uh, no, no uh, words from a wise. Yeah. No when to quit. Like just, oh well no, not no one, not, <laughs> not quit growing no one, not, not, not quit growing no just, one to terminate a plant yeah yeah like, no no when yeah, to just yeah. kill that plant and be done with it like yeah. just there's some like you see a plant that's growing and it's just yeah. it's not growing right it looks uh, just know when to cut it and be done with it mm-hmm. like just be done like just know when to know when to quit with that plant and be done and, and get on to the next one get on with the next one one hundred percent um it's it's because that's discouraging you know it's. There are ways that you can you can fix unhealthy plants. If something gets attacked by aphids, typically ladybugs will do the thing or lacewings. There's a lot of predatory insects, which is another great topic for us to get into um, when it comes to growing organically in control. Um, that's an airplane flying over, uh, for all of you wondering. <laughs> On the farm cast. On the farm cast. Uh, so it's, it, there's definitely ways to take care of a plant if it's if it's impacted by a fungus or a, or a bug, but... There is a ter- certain point in time where it's just too far gone. 
And like if uh, if a tomato hornworm got on your one tomato plant and ate that thing down to like a nub, but there's like a leaf left, sure you could hold on for dear life and go that leaf is going to come back and it will. It'll probably sprout a if it didn't kill all of the the um, uh, the side shoots. Um, sure, it'll come back. Right. But that's going to be a long haul. Get another plant. Get another you plant. Know, get another plant. There's always growers providing plants year long. Just yep. just know when to start again because. It is disheartening when you lose a plant, but at the same time, it's also a learning experience. You know, you can also learn about what you potentially might have done wrong. Um, did we plant too early? Did I put something else, before, something out before the, the, the last frost? Um, also, knowing when to plant, you should always plant in the early morning hours outside or in the uh, later hours of the evening. You should never try to plant something typically in midday because your roots get exposed to sunlight. Um, there's such thing as shock, and if you plant something in the middle of the day, uh, it'll be a uh, it could potentially be burnt. So um, always know those little things. But if something dies, just just keep moving. You know, it's yep. going to happen. And and if something's honestly, like here's another good point. If if something's eating your plant, you're doing it right. Because <laughs> you want to eat your vegetables. So does everything else in the world. Yep. So if something's, eat, if, if something's not eating your plants or you don't have an aphid or you don't see a, a, a caterpillar or you don't see, it, there's probably something in there or you're potentially using chemicals or sprays and you know you have to ask yourself those questions and these are things that as a grower you always have to you know weigh is like how do I what do I want my food to be part of or what do I want in my food and so it's okay if something's eating your plant it's part of nature because if they're eating it that means it's good for you to eat it absolutely absolutely <laughs> all right folks well we're getting down to our last uh, minute um, we're going to be starting doing 30, 30 minute episodes we're going to be coming back to do Episode number two, and probably in the next 10 minutes, we're going to take an intermission from this one, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get this uh, moved if, on. If uh, you have any questions, uh, fire away. You can also DM us. Um, you can uh, hit up uh, PKKP. You can uh, hit me up at Clark Springs. Yeah. Um, if you're not following him, yeah. follow him. He's 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 on our page. You see we always tagging him. It's uh, what, Clark underscore Greens? Uh, Clark's underscore Greens, I believe yeah. is what it is on Instagram. Yeah. Clark with an E and an S, or Clark yeah. with an E and an S. And then, uh, yeah, just let's send us a message. Let us know um, if there's something that you uh, have feedback on, a topic, something you need help with. Um, that's our goal. That's yeah. what we want to do with it. And this we is can, our first one, you know. So. Yeah, that's our first one. So we're getting started, and hopefully you're getting started too. Uh, we're going to go ahead and cut it here, and we'll see you in a little bit. Catch you on the next one. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.